The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on the Believer's Walk of Faith. Too many people are looking for something to feel, something to see, something to hear. You don't need nothing but the Word. He said that whatever you do will prosper. Hello, I'm Bill Winston, and welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Praise God. Well, when it comes to faith, oftentimes people are looking to feel something. Give me something I can feel. <laughs> they want to feel something, you know. Every time I feel the Spirit, they want something to feel. Now, I understand we say that, but when you're dealing with faith, there's nothing to feel, nothing to see, and nothing to hear. Isn't that something? <laughs> I'm telling you, remember Mary, the Mary who uh, gave birth to baby Jesus? She didn't have anything to feel. The angel just came to her, hey, Mary, you're going to have a child. And she said, now, how's this going to happen to me? I know not a man. He said, the holy thing that shall be born of you, the Holy Ghost is going to come over you, and that holy thing that shall be born of you shall be the Son of God. Here's what Mary said. Well, be it unto me. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? Notice, she just believed the word. That's all it is, folks. It's so simple, a child can do it. Really? <laughs> well, let's go right into today's teaching. It is dynamite. Get your Bibles ready now. Let's dig into it. It's called Living the Life of Faith. Look at the difference here in Mary's life. Now, the angel came to Mary, and look at verse 30. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Say favor. Lean one time for me. Favor. There you go. And with God. And behold, thou shalt receive in the womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give you uh, unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, Now how shall this be? Sing, I don't have a man. And the angel has answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come on you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy thing that shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is a sixth month with her who is called barren. And with God, come on, nothing shall be impossible. Are you with God? And Mary said, well, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Folks, I could see it right now. Mary said, uh-huh, I knew this thing was going to happen. Put a hand on her hip, said, well, be it unto me. Praise God. Be it unto me according to that word. This angel didn't tell her she was just going to have a baby. He didn't tell her that. That's one level of faith. He told her she was going to give birth to God. Come on now. Move to the next level. 
what happened here? She runs out here and it says here in verse 39, and Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste unto the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zechariah and the, the, the saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the statute of salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth uh, was filled with the Holy Ghost and she began to speak out the loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. I'm here to tell you right now, even Elizabeth was prophesying over this woman. But this is what I want you to see. Come on down here to verse 40, 45. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Watch this. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. And he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Listen, she didn't have to feel nothing. Go back and track this. You will see that she had just gotten the word from the angel. This was Elizabeth now was six months, and she stayed with Elizabeth three more months, and Elizabeth delivered. I'm here to tell you that Mary had just gotten that word. That word, that wasn't, she wasn't showing, she wasn't having morning sickness, she wasn't having anything. She didn't have nothing but the word. She didn't have nothing but the word. And too many people are looking for something to feel, something to see, something to hear. Something. You don't need nothing but the word. He said that whatever you do will Boy, let me tell you, she started prophesying over herself. She started speaking words of faith. She said, everybody from this day forward is going to call me blessed. And you need to go back home and say that about yourself. Everybody from this day forward is going to call me blessed. By the day, and I'm gonna have wealth and riches in my house. I'll never be broke another day. Sit down. Putting your faith to work. Let's just look at a couple more examples here. Faith will work for young folks. In Luke chapter 2, verses 46 through 49, there was a man named baby Jesus. And they found him at 12 years old in the synagogue confounding their Pharisees. In John chapter 6, and just look at verse 9, there is a lad here. Now he has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what is that among so many? Now I want you to see something. If they had taken that lad's lunch against his will, that would have been an act out of love, meaning that no love would have been in that. And faith works how? By love. So you know they couldn't do that. He had to offer it up. 
Say amen. amen. Now why? Because he heard the same message they heard. But now he's going to act on what he heard. Say amen to this. Now I'm pointing out some things that I get through, through meditation that you just can't get just reading the Bible. You've got to meditate the scriptures. Say amen to that. All right, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 3. And look what he says here. This is when the woman cried to the man of God because her husband had died and her kids were about to be taken, put in bondage. Now they're about to be taken. The creditor is knocking. They said, no, give me these kids. I'm going to enslave them and let them work off this debt. She went and cried to the man of God. Man of God started giving her instructions. Watch this. Then he said, now go borrow you vessels and borrow not a few. He asked her what's in her house. She said, she didn't have anything but a little oil. He said, now go borrow thee vessels and borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon you and take your sons and tell them to go outside and wait. That's not what that said. No, I'm, I'm trying to let you see something here. That this, she's using their faith too. The, the, the man of God, the, the man of God is using everybody's faith in the house. How about teenagers? Now, how many of you know Joseph was 17 years old when he had the dream? All right. Then they took him, put him in a pit. They got him out of the pit and sold him as a slave and then took him down to work for Potiphar. Check the scriptures. Joseph was a, still a teenager when he was making all that money for Potiphar. He was still a teenager. He had not turned 20 years old. Check the scriptures. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying, wait a minute. If they got the same faith you do, and faith does the work, not you. Then faith will do the same work for a 12-year-old and it'll do for a 90-year-old. I'm telling you why the church hadn't gone anywhere. We somehow, I'm not sure what we've done with faith, but faith is, is a spiritual commodity, glory to God. It's, it's, it's the original technology. Faith can operate on you with no no scalpel. First Samuel, still a teenager. Teenage faith. Say teenage faith. Here is a 17-year-old boy. He goes up to the front line and says, okay, hey, what's going on here? They said, hey, get on back there and keep those sheep. He said, no, daddy sent me up here with these crackers and cheese. And cheese said, now I got to give these to somebody. They said, you up here trying to show out. He said, well, what am I going to get if I slay this guy? And they said, well, you're going to get the king's daughter. You're going to get some taxes paid for and so, so forth and so on. He said, I'll take it. So here he goes, makes his way up to the king, tells the king he's slain a lion and a bear and he can take this big guy. Now he's 17 years old, but he's operating with some faith. See, see, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. You got to be hungry to get this. I found it out. You got to, because if you're not hungry, this doesn't mean anything. See, God wants your debt canceled this year. I'm telling you, I don't know who you are, but God wants every debt up in here canceled this year. 
Now that's your assignment. You got the same faith as Jesus had. Now cancel that debt this year. See, a church goer, if we don't start representing God the way he wants us to, what do we expect the people who are following us to do? They're going to do the same thing. We got to get set and say, wait a minute, I'm moving from another, this level of faith to another level of faith. This year, this stuff's going to be canceled. And don't be ashamed to announce it. It's being canceled this year. Well, it's $10 million, Pastor. Cancel this year. Well, it's $20 million. Cancel this year. $30 million. Cancel this year. $50 million. Cancel this year. You go home and do what the Holy Ghost tells you to do. He'll tell you back off of that car, point your finger at it, and command it to be paid off. Stop trying to be so cool and so sedity and so forth. Faith is wild. Faith always puts you in a place of looking ridiculous. You won't have to prove nothing to them relatives. They, they, they don't like you coming to church anyway. You need to look at them in the face and say, you're going to be saved by this time next year. Now sit down. Folks, if we could put on, if that woman could bring her two sons in there and put their faith together, because if one person's faith is not enough, you can wrap it with somebody else's faith who will agree with you. You can wrap it with somebody else's faith, and I'm telling you, enough faith will be there to do the job. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put, folks, the difference is faith. telling you now, we're going to shake up and wake up some faith in the body of Christ. I'm telling you, we're going to start walking and talking just like God. I said just like God. This community will be violence free in the name of Jesus from this day on. And watch every angel come down that's got to work in that community and make that happen. Say amen. Stop depending on the local people who are trying to fight it in a natural way. Thank God for them. But you got a bigger way to fight that. See, faith in the physical, the faith, the spiritual is more powerful than the physical. See, what, what can you get is more powerful than a storm? How do you stop a storm? You know, you don't have nothing natural that can stop it, but you can stop it. You can stop it because you can go up where the storm originated. Say amen. In the middle of your trouble, decree a thing. Your worst situation, speak the word of God. God is looking for a people who are bold, who are righteous, who are not ashamed of the gospel, who are not ashamed of what God has said for us to do. And I 
next year, your faith is going to be so strong. This is what you can be able to tell somebody. Watch this. Now understand, there's something for you to do, but you don't have the money. Here's what you're going to be able to tell them. The money will be here next Tuesday at 2.35. And at 2.35... Samuel. Stop thinking possible. This, he's not sending you to the possible. He's sending you to impossible stuff. You are on a mission impossible. Look what he says in 1 Samuel. And this is Joseph, uh, David now, when he finally gets up to the front line. See, he understands that faith rules over time. If you're going to get in time, the enemy will continue to push the time out and push it out and push it out. And you're wondering, when is this thing going to happen? Push it out. Well, God isn't waiting on you to decree a thing. He's waiting on you to tell him what time you want this to happen. said here and this is in first Samuel chapter 17 and verse 43 and the Philistine said to David am I a dog that you come to me with a stick and the Philistine cursed David by his God and the Philistine said to David you come to me with a uh, and, and I'll give your flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field watch David then David to, uh, said to the Philistine you're coming to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. See, he ain't ashamed of it. He ain't ashamed now. I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, You see, after David said that, Goliath, look, look what he said to him. He said, this day will the Lord deliver you into my hands and I will smite you and take your head from you and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is. I don't want you to know me. I want you to know my God. Now here's the deal. Because faith deals with the spiritual, with the root. When David spoke it and released faith, Goliath was already dead. See, if you ever say it, the devil knows it's over. If you believe it and speak it, it's over. He says, in Mark eleven twenty three, that whosoever shall say 
to this trouble. Whosoever shall say, be thou removed, and you be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things that he says will come to pass. He shall have. That's a blank check right there. Whatsoever. He said. Now I'm saying that because it's all right to wear your sharp suits and look good. But we don't want to end up being pretenders. Are you following what I'm saying? This man that's talking about he believed his faith and got a car, a nice luxury car. He even put paid for on the license plate, paid for. <laughs> Guy asked him the next month, where's the car? Well, they picked it up. <laughs> yeah, they picked it up. Now, if your faith has no proof, it's a fake, right? So I looked through that. I looked through women who had faith and Esther and Ruth. I looked through every time they moved forward, they had faith. I looked at, at an older man who had faith who was a hundred years old named Abraham. Let's put it up on the board. We'll stop there. Romans chapter four and verse 17. Putting faith to work. Don't let faith sit around, watch TV. You serve me until I'm finished being served. As it is written, I made thee a father of many nations before him whom be believed even God, who quickened the dead and called things that be not, come on, as though they were who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of what? Many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, not his circumstances. When he was about how old? How old? A hundred years old. Neither yet the what? Deadness of Sarah's womb. But he, and he staggered not at the promise of God through what? Unbelief. But was, but was, but was, for you to be strong in the faith, you're going to have to be strong in the word. Giving glory to God. Look at the next verse. And being fully persuaded. See, the first time it comes in, you're not fully persuaded. Don't be trying to fool yourself. That's presumption. But wait till that word medit it marinates inside of there. And all of a sudden, assurance comes. Now you're ready to say something and do something. And faith will be right there. Faith for the believer is a lifestyle. In order to please God, we must have faith. 
Faith in His Word, faith in His promises. But how do you build faith in moments of uncertainty? How do you hold fast in moments of doubt? The answer is simpler than you might think. God has promised to meet your every need. To possess what is already prepared for you, you must believe, receive, and speak the word in faith. In today's message titled, Living the Life of Faith by Dr. Bill Winston, you will learn how to activate your faith in all aspects of your life. Faith for abundance, faith for deliverance, faith for healing, faith for finances, and so much more. Learn how to stand firm in the face of fear and doubt. In the U.S., call us now at 800-711-9327 or go online to billwinston.org. Or in Canada, call us now at 844-298-2900 or go online to billwinston.ca and get your copy of today's message, Living the Life of Faith. Through this message, Dr. Bill Winston will help you develop your faith. Call now to receive this message and start your journey to a deeper understanding of the power of faith that exists within you. Operators are standing by. Hello, Bill Winston here. Now, I trust that you've been blessed by the day's message. I'd like to take a moment to share a couple of testimonies with you that They've come from our prayer call center. We have a call center that's set up to pray with people who would call in. Now, we created this center for you, the partners, the viewers, those who would call in and need prayer for any matter. It doesn't make any difference. We want to pray with you, stand and agree with you, whatever we need to believe God for you for the thing that you need God to do in your life. Now, here is a testimony that was given to me. This came in from Florida. This particular person had a family member that was in a coma. They'd been in a coma for two weeks and that this family member was, the family was being challenged as to whether to take the person off of life support or just leave them on. Well, this one person decided to call the prayer center here at Bill Winston Ministries and that prayer minister prayed with them and believed God for that person's deliverance or that person to come out of that coma. Well, shortly after the family called this person and reported that the sister, the dear sister that was in a coma opened her eyes and woke up and then asked for a drink of water. Now, they asked what time that this sister called the prayer center. What time did they pray for this dear sister in the hospital? They prayed at 11.16 a.m. in the morning, and that is the exact time the sister woke up from a coma that she had been in for two weeks. Praise God. Let me give you another one. This testimony comes from Illinois. This particular person called for prayer uh, for their godmother. Now, she had stage four cancer and was going to have surgery. Now, after they had received, received prayer from the prayer call center, the doctor started the surgery but could not any longer find cancer in this person's body. Now, these are actual testimonies that have been coming in. So I'm just saying here that if you need prayer, if you need somebody to agree with you, we've got people that know how to get hold of God. I'm telling you, see, God's plan is that we all be healed. God's plan that we all be delivered. God's plan that we all have enough abundance or whatever have you. So if you're going through something that isn't God's plan, in other words, there's something in your situation there that you know is not God's will for your life. Call that prayer center. They're standing by. These folk know how to pray. And as you pray with them and they agree with you, we're going to believe God that every need of your life is going to be met. 
Well, remember, we're here for you. The prayer call center is available. We love you. And this is Bill Winston saying, keep walking by faith. The mission of Bill Winston Ministries is to preach the gospel of the kingdom throughout the world. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry partners and viewers for your continuous support of the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. 